Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, beloved. Grace and peace. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. This is Pastor Aziza Morrison, and I am so very thankful that you are here this morning. Welcome to When Zion Travails Prayer and Impartation Call. Um, You guys know this. You know that we are here every Tuesday, and we are here every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where brothers and sisters from around the country, we come together to lock arms, to seek the Lord while he may be found, and to call upon him while he is near. And we are so very thankful to the Lord, amen, for yet another day, hallelujah, yet another day that the Lord has kept us, amen, he's watched over us, he has protected us, and he has seen us through, amen, I need the church to say amen right there, hallelujah, God has seen us through, I'm telling you, I want to remind you, listen, let me tell you something, God is a good God, this God that we serve, he is a good God. Uh, God, God is good. God is good, and and the reason why I'm saying that is because with everything that is going on around us, uh, the faith of uh, the, the 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 faith of God's people is being tested, and they're saying things like, "Why would God? Why would God?" Listen, God is good. God is a good God. You you got to you've got to get that in your spirit. You've got to get that in your spirit because unless you know that God is a good God, then you'll start believing that God is sending evil to teach you lessons. You know, you'll start thinking that God is allowing evil things to happen because he wants to teach you something. Well, he doesn't work like that. He doesn't have to work like that. You know, he tells us in in his word that if, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more can I, as a loving and a righteous God, know how to take care of my children? So God doesn't have to hurt you to help you. I need the church to say amen right there. I said God does not have to hurt you to help you. So he, you know, this mindset that, you know, God allowed this to happen because he wanted to teach us something and he, you know, he, you know, he, he, He uh, took the lives of so many of his sainted people because he wanted to teach us something. No, that's not God. That's not him. (laughs) He's a good God. Hallelujah. He's a a good God. He's a good God. So we give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. We we honor him and uh, we reverence him. So if this is your first time joining us this morning, we are saying welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. It is my divine prayer that as this may be your first time joining us, that it definitely will not be your last time joining us. If you've done so, you can uh, download our prayer podcast on Spotify. We are on Spotify as well as, uh, I don't know, all of the other um, podcast uh, channels, but, but we're on quite a few of them actually. You can also go on YouTube at Aziza Speaks, and you can you can catch us there, all right? All right, let's get into our quick devotional, and then we are going to pray. If anyone has a specific prayer request this morning, you can send it to us at azizamorrison.com. 
and we will definitely uh, be in prayer with you. Before we get started, let's just honor Jesus. Lord, we love you, and we thank you, and we give your name glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for another day that you woke us up this morning. We thank you, Lord, that it is in you that we live and that we move and that we have our very being. And so this morning we say thank you. We pray, Father, for our time together that you would open up our hearts, open up our minds, give us spirit of wisdom, revelation, and understanding. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Let every heart say in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to talk this morning. I want to encourage you and empower you. I want to talk about changing your behavior. <laughs> I want to talk about changing your behavior. Um, you know, we are not powerless in our lives. We're not powerless and we're not, we're not victims. Our lives are the consequences of the beliefs and the choices that we make, and so we decide how to think and how to react in our relationships and in things that we are part of. And we have the ability, we have the choice to either opt in or opt out. Somebody say that with me. I can opt in or I can opt out. There's some things that are happening in your life that you've got to know that you can opt out of. You do not have to stay in situations and in circumstances and in relationships and in business partnerships and in, you know, things that are not increasing and helping you to move in the direction that God would have you to move in, you can opt out. Somebody say opt out. <laughs> Somebody say opt out. That, that's good right there. That just, blessed, that just blessed me. That just blessed my soul. That just blessed my soul. So, um, so what I want to talk about this morning, I want to talk about uh, hopefully we can get to everything, but I want us to talk about six practical keys to change our patterns and follow the example of Jesus, all right? This is what I want to do. I want to talk about six practical ways uh, that we can change our pattern because everything is a pattern. Everything that we do, when you woke up this morning, whatever you did first, it's because it's a pattern. It's, it's because it's what it is what you do. And so if you, if you do everything today and you think the same way today and you feel the same way today and you act the same way today that you did yesterday, then you're going to have a, the, the same day today that you had yesterday. In order for you to begin to move into another uh, pattern, another ram, another dimension into the things that God would have, your today has to be different than your yesterday. You understand that, all right? So I, I want to talk about changing our behavior. And one of the things uh, that I have been meditating on and the Lord has had me in is shame. And, you know, the, the result of shame is distance and hiding, you know, hiding from relationships, hiding uh, from things that have happened to you, hiding because you, you're not happy with where you are. And so shame-based behavior can be changed by a personal choice to change. You don't have to continue to be the way you were because of what you've done or because of sin that you've committed or because 
you've missed the mark in a way or because you are unpleased with yourself or because you failed in a particular area. You do not have to stay that way. And so in uh, John chapter 21, verse uh, 27, let me get that real quick. Let me get it. I want to make sure that... Let's get John, if you're writing this down, John 21. John 21. Make sure this is right. John 21, 21 through 27. Uh, says, where did it go? Let me go to 20. Let's go to 20. 20 says, Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple, Je- the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is it to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But this isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is it to you? This disciple, this is John. John's talking about himself. And I think it's so fascinating that the way John refers to himself in the text is as the one that Jesus loved. That just, <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Uh, he doesn't refer to himself as John. He refers to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. Uh, this disciple is the one who testifies to the events and has recorded them here, and we know that this account of the things is accurate. Uh, Jesus also did many things, many other things, if they were all written down. I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that were written therein. So Jesus, so so what's happening here is that uh, uh, Jesus is telling the disciples that someone is going to betray him. Um, uh, John is asking Jesus, well, who's going to betray him? Who, who's, going to be, who's going to be the one to betray you? So then here's Peter. This is what I want to get to. Here's Peter. Peter is focused on John. Instead of Peter being focused on himself, Peter is focused on what John is doing and what's going to happen to John. So Peter asks the question, and, Jesus, and Peter asks the question and says, well, Lord, what about him? What about him? What about John? And Jesus says, and this is what I want to get to, Jesus says in verse 22, Jesus says to Peter, none of your business. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus says to Peter, if I want him to remain alive with me until I return, Jesus says, what is it to you? He says, as for you, follow me. Oh, that's good right there. As for you, follow me. So in other words, what I'm trying to get you to see, brothers and sisters, is that Jesus directed Peter to change his focus. He wanted Peter to become responsible for his own life and for his own decisions and not to be worried about somebody else and what they were doing. I need need y'all to catch that right here. I need y'all to catch that. Jesus says, what is it to you? He says, as for you, follow me. What is it to you what he's doing? What is it to you what I 
think about what he's doing. What I need you to do is focus on your own life. Do you understand me this morning? And so uh, often in, in our relationships, our focus is on other people. It's on what they're doing and, and how they're responding and how they're showing up and, and what their faults are and what their failures are and, and you know, how, how irritating they are. And Jesus is saying to us this morning, listen, I, you've got your focus on the wrong place and you've got your focus on the wrong person. I need you to get your focus back on you. Stop looking at and stop blaming other people and you know, get your mind, bring your mind under subjection. Learn how, brothers and sisters, I'm saying to you this morning that, that the Lord would have me to say to learn how to bring your thoughts under captivity, under subjection to the Lordship of God. Do not allow thoughts to come into your life and come into your mind and, and, and ruin your day and, and allow you to start thinking about people and thinking about what's going on and ruin your day and, and get you all of your emotions because your emotions will follow your thoughts. Are you hearing me this morning? And so, so you can be having a regular day, a good day, and then a thought will come out of nowhere, and now your day is or your emotions are messed up. You're mad or you're angry or you're jealous or you're sad or you're depressed because of a thought that you allow to have authority in your life. So that's why the Bible tells us to bring every thought into captivity under the knowledge of God. Do you understand that? So when things start coming to your mind and things start coming to your life, you know, that, that gets you off, you've got to acknowledge it and, and, and put away with it. Do not allow it to sit with you. Are you following me this morning? So Jesus says, so Jesus is saying to Peter, and what I'm saying to you this morning is that we've, we've got to sh- choose to shift our focus. Let me say that again. Choose to shift your focus. Jesus says to Peter, when, 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 when he's finished, he says, listen, if I want him to re- remain with me alive until I return, what's it to you? But he says, as for me, as for you, follow me. So Jesus is saying, I want you to shift your focus, and your focus is you follow me. And so this morning, I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, that as you are changing as we are changing our behavior, changing our mindset, changing our disposition, our focus is to follow Jesus. Our focus is to make sure that our lives are aligned up to who he has called us to be. Our focus is on him. And so there's a power of one. Let's talk about the power of one. Let me move this along here. The power of one. And so there's a couple of uh, key facts about our design and the way God has made us. There's a couple of things. Number one, God has made us for relationships. Number two, God has made us with the capacity to choose. Number three, we have been made to take responsibility for our decisions. And number four, we we decide how we think and react in relationships. So let let me go back over these. Let me go back over these. All right, number one, you are made for relationships. All right, so if you're made for relationships, that means that you have a choice whether or not you're going to, if you're in a relationship, let me say this, for those of you that are married, for those of you that are married, if you are in a relationship, if you are in a 
marriage. You do not have a choice whether you're going to participate or not. All right, that's not the choice whether you're going to participate. You have to participate because you're in a relationship. Your choice is how you're going to participate, how you're going to respond in that relationship. So if you are in a relationship with somebody, it's no question or not whether or not you're going to participate in the relationship. You've got to show up. But the question is how are you going to show up? How are you going to engage? How are you going to participate? How are you going to love in that relationship? That's what you, you have the power to choose. All right? Uh, it, it, you, you, we're, we're made with the capacity to choose. Now, this question is, you know, what will you choose? Are you going to be a help or are you going to be a hinder? Are you going to help in this relationship? Are you going to help? You know, you may have a child that, that just recently had a child. You know, you may have a child that recently got, became married. You may have a child who recently went on their own you know, started their own life. You have no choice. You're going to participate, but how are you going to participate? How are you going to choose? Are you going to help or are you going to be a hindrance in that relationship? Are you going to teach them what you know? Are you going to be judgmental? Are you going to point your finger or are you going to lead with love? You understand that this morning. And so you are, we are made to take responsibility for ourselves. You're made to take responsibility for your thoughts, for your feelings, for your beliefs, and for your actions. You are in control. This is not a prayer matter. And I know y'all don't like to hear that. You know, sometimes I go, sometimes I go on my knees and start praying, and I expect the Holy Spirit is waiting right there for me. Like, child, please, this is not a prayer matter. You need to make a decision. Oh, y'all don't want to say nothing right there. You you need to make a decision. So you got to take responsibility for how you're feeling about things and, 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 and acknowledge, acknowledge what's going on and get some emotional control. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you with your emotions. Begin meditating on the fruit of the Spirit so that, so that he can manifest in you, and then you decide how you're going to think and react in a relationship. Listen, listen, just because someone says something to you that you don't like, doesn't mean that you have to uh, automatically respond at the deep end. You have uh, the you have the authority to choose how you're going to react in that relationship. And so I said this already uh, that you're responsible for your choices. So the verse that goes with that, write this down. I know a lot of you like to take notes. Um, Romans fourteen ten through thirteen says that each of us shall give an account of himself before God. Let me, let me get that for you because that's, that's a good scripture. That's a good scripture. I hope you all getting something out of this this morning. Romans 14, Romans 14, 10, let's see. I got this little video Bible this morning. It, it wasn't so little until I couldn't see no more. Uh, what did I say? 10 to 13. Yeah, so so why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on other believers? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, 
As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will confess and give praise to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let us stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble. Now, that's good right there. That's good. Did y'all hear that? That's Romans. Writing this down, Romans 14 and 12 says, each of us will give a personal account to God. You need to let that sink in. <laughs> we, we need to really, really, really let that sink in because each of us is going to be held responsible for ourselves, how you think, how you act, how you behave. And watch this. So, so, so the Bible says, so decide to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble or fall. Now, watch this. We are all responsible for our own soul salvation. I'm not responsible for your salvation, but I have a responsibility to make sure that my love walk, my walk in Christ, does not cause you to stumble and fall. Well, what does that look like? What does that look like? You know, uh, uh, now I don't, I don't, I don't drink. I, I've never drank. But say, say I was one of those drinking preachers. <laughs> say I was one of those preachers that drank. Now I don't drink. I'm just using this hypothetically. This is the first this is the only thing that came to my mind. And and you know maybe you may have had a drinking problem, right? And maybe you know maybe I don't think there's nothing wrong with a, a glass of wine. And so I could be out at, you know, a, a, a restaurant, you know, having a glass of wine, minding my business, and then you see me drinking wine. And you may say, well, if Pastor Aziza is drinking, then I can drink. Well, Pastor Aziza may – now, this may be a bad example because I don't drink. I really feel uncomfortable saying it, but I'm just using this hypothetically, all right? Now, let me just use somebody else. <laughs> the other pastor, Pastor Smith over here, he may not think it's nothing wrong with drinking, right? So he may be able to have one drink and be done with it. But you can't do that. So because you've seen him drinking, you think that you can have the drink. Now, you've got a drink, but now you actually have a drinking problem. And now that one drink has caused you to stumble. And so what the Bible is saying right here, the Bible is saying is for us to live in a, such a way that we do not cause other believers to stumble and fall. So, so it may be okay for me, but, but I've got to make sure that what I'm doing does not seem to give you a liberty to go into sin. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you, are you hearing me this morning? This is how, this is why we have community amongst ourselves as we help each other to grow. So the Bible is saying to us this morning, brothers and sisters, that we've got to give an account before God. Each and every one of us, we are held responsible uh, for our lives. And so you can change your life, write this down, you can change your life by becoming responsible for your life choices. You can behave like an adult, a capable person of accepting responsibility that fully accepts 
that fully accepts personal responsibility. That is what an adult does. An adult is a person who is capable of accepting responsibility and who fully accepts personal responsibility. None of this, this is what happened, and this is what he did, and this is what she did, and, and this is I was never. No, 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 no. Because you can behave like a child the Bible says that when I was a child, I thought as a child. I behaved as a child. I acted as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. You understand that? And so a child is a person, watch this, that's capable of accepting responsibility, but they refuse to, they refuse to accept the responsibility. See, an adult, the difference between a child and an adult, and an adult is that an adult not only is capable of accepting responsibility, but they actually accept it because you can be capable of something but not actually do it, all right? A child is capable, but they refuse to do it. And so what I'm saying to you this morning is that God is requiring us to grow up and take responsibility for our lives, to take responsibility for our destiny, to take responsibility for our purpose, to take responsibility for our marriages, to take responsibility for our ministries, to take responsibility for our finances. You understand that? And, and, and direct our lives in the path that he would have us to go. And so you, you can choose. You can choose not to hide, you know, and, and, not, and not be covered up because of things that happen and just choose to be honest about where you are in your life and what's going on and what's happening. And we can learn how to become, you can choose to become respectful of others and, and commit and connect, be, make a decision that I'm going to commit to this relationship. I'm going to commit to this marriage. I'm going to connect with my husband. I'm going to connect with my wife. I'm going to connect with my children. I'm going to connect with the people that God has assigned to my life. I'm going to connect. You understand that? And so, you know, people around you, they other people may be feeling, with, be feeling, you know, dealing with shame and dealing with all kind of things that, you know, cycles of shame. But, but one person can, can change the cycle of shame, and you can be that person by making the decision to be a different kind of person. And people can get victory by seeing your life. People can come out by seeing your life. People can be delivered by seeing your life. I run out of time. I want to talk about the shame cycle, the same, uh, you know, uh, the, there's an intimacy cycle of shame. I wanted to talk about that, but we, we've got to pray. But I, I pray, listen, this is one of those, uh, teachings that I pray that you all go back and listen to. I want you to go back and, and, and get this. Go back. Uh, you can listen to it. It will be on YouTube later today. It will be on Spotify later today. And, and go back and listen to it. I need to pray for you. It's late. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Lord. E yaramansi yaramanshe. O yaramayasi. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, God. Hadaramansoya. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh God, we bless your name this morning. Hallelujah. Oh God, we exalt you, Lord. Oh, God, we lift you up this morning. Oh, God, we exalt you. 
You're worthy, O oh God, to be praised, and we say thank you. You are a magnificent God. You are a wonderful God, and we bless your name. Father, we thank you today, God, that you have not allowed us to live in a place of shame and a place of, of hurt, a place of despondency, but, Father, because of the victory that we have in Christ Jesus, we can choose. We can choose to be free. We can choose to be delivered. We can choose to move forward with our lives. We can choose to break the cycles of shame. And so now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for your sons and your daughters that are under the sound of my voice. And I pray, Father, today in the name of Jesus that whatever area in their life is causing them to make bad decisions, whatever it is from their past, that is causing them to continue to repeat cycles upon cycles, cycles of pain, cycles of rejection, cycles of embarrassment. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would reveal the root. I'm praying this morning that roots would be revealed in the name of Jesus. And after they're revealed, I pray, Father, that you would give us the capacity and the power to up unroot the root, Lord God. Oh, God, there's roots of bitterness, God. There's roots, God, of shame. There's roots of rejection, God. There's roots of addiction, oh, God. There's all kind of roots in us, God, God, that causes us to make bad decisions. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, we uproot it now, Father. And everything that has been planted in our lives that was not planted by you, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, oh, God, that you would uproot it today. Father, we pray today in the name of Jesus that you would cause our mind to be stayed on you, Father. We were reminded of Peter this morning who was more concerned about John, that he was concerned about himself, and you gave Peter a lesson, and you said to Peter uh, to, to focus on yourself. And so, Father, this morning, uh, we repent, Father, of focusing on other people, and we repent this morning of having our focus on what other leaders are doing, and what other pastors are doing, and what other evangelists are doing, and what other believers are doing, and what other business owners are doing. Father, uh, we don't want to look and see what other people are doing but we want to be accountable and responsible huh, for our own self. And so, Father, now in the name of Jesus, huh, we take our focus off of others and we put our focus back where it belongs. Huh. Our focus belongs on ourselves and on you, Father. Now, we pray this morning that you would help us to keep our eyes stayed on you. Now, Father, we pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that we will look unto you, Father. Now, we will lift up our eyes into the hills from which cometh our help because our help comes from you. Now, Father, I know that we are living in very uncertain times. We're living in very unfamiliar times. Father, but the time may be unfamiliar, but the time is not uncertain because our certainty is of you. And Father, what I am certain about is that you that have begun a good work in us, you're going to complete it. You're going to perform it. And so Father, although our world is upside down right now, I'm still expecting and I'm still believing and I'm still decreeing and declaring that 2020 will be one of the best years of our lives. Father, we 
stand upon your word. Father, even with death all around us and with sickness all around us, Father, our testimony remains the same. We shall not be moved. And so, Father, I'm praying this morning. I'm praying for every man and woman that is under the sound of my voice. I'm praying for their faith. I'm praying, God, that their faith would be intact. I'm praying, God, that their faith would not waver. I'm praying, God, that they would stand strong in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we will lift up our heads to you. We will lift up our hands to you. We will lift up our hearts to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, everything that we have and everything that you've given us, we give it back to you, God. And we ask God in the name of Jesus that you would strengthen us. Father, we're praying for our children this morning, our sons and our daughters, our husbands and our wives, our children, our grandchildren. Father, bless them, everybody that is connected to us. Father, we speak peace now in the name of Jesus. Father, you tell in your word that if there's any that is afflicted, to call for the elders of the church to pray. And so now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're praying for those that are sick in their bodies, sick with disease, sick with the coronavirus, sick with AIDS and HIV, sick with diabetes, God, sick with lupus, sick with cancer. Oh, Father, now in the name of Jesus, oh, God, we're praying, God, for those that have problems with their hips and those that have problems with their knees and, oh, God, those that's got arthritis in their hands. Father, I'm even praying for the one on the phone with the back pain. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus for a divine healing, Lord. Let the virtue of your healing power flow in the mighty name of Jesus. And so now, Father, we go on today. We're going on in your name. We're going on in your blood. And we're going on in your authority. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you would walk with us today, that you would keep us in the hollow of your hand. Let our minds be Stayed on you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, help us to be productive today. Help us to be profitable today. Help us to walk in peace today. In the mighty name of Jesus, help us to love today. Help us to be givers today. Help us to bless somebody today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for making us a blessing. We're not just looking for a blessing, God, but we thank you that you're making us a blessing. So make us a blessing. Bless us, God, so that we can be a blessing to somebody else in the name of Jesus. Order our steps. God, our steps. Let your hand be upon us. Let your power keep us. Let your anointing fall on us. And we give your name grace, praise, glory, and honor. And we glorify you. And we magnify you. And we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts may they forever be acceptable in my sight. Oh, Lord, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. Let every heart that believes say in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I love you all. With the love of the Lord, walk with Jesus today. Remember, we'll be back here Thursday. Invite someone to prayer because the Bible is right. When Zion travails, she shall bring forth. I love you. Walk with Jesus. Bye-bye. Shalom.